This is Bookmarked and Busy, part of the Geeky Waffle Network. Welcome to Bookmarked and Busy, a podcast where I, a fanfic reader, talk to some really cool people in the fanfic community, from writers to artists and everyone in between. I'm here to essentially be the nosy friend and get all the details for you on your favorite content on AO3 and beyond. With that being said, uh, please remember this is an 18 plus pod. Check the show notes for content and trigger warnings. Uh, if by chance we missed tagging anything, uh, let us know and we'll go back and edit that. Uh, in because we don't want anyone to um, feel like they can't listen. Uh, my name is Ren and I am very excited for today's guest because just like there's, there's so much cool things going on there and I can't wait to deep dive. But um, my guest today is Chaney and I'm going to let her introduce herself to you guys. Okay, hello. My name is Chaney, aka Dachina Brita on AO3 and Twitter. Um, I'm 22, almost 23. I live in LA and I love Raylo and write a lot of fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> You're so young. And it, so that's so funny because I always find out mostly everyone's ages as I talk to them. And it's mm-hmm. like the, the range in which like the range I've spoken to. Um, I recorded yesterday with someone in their um, mid to late fifties who writes yeah. Sherlock. Yeah, she writes Sherlock fan fiction and, and she is so fun. <laughs> I was like, I hope I'm just as cool as you when I get older, like talking that's, about rimming and like <laughs> Yeah. Totally. That's honestly I love the majority. I have a lot of my friends are either a little bit older or they're way older and I see them and I read what they write and I go, Oh my God, I hope I'm still that cool when I'm that older. Like yeah. that much older. Yeah, it's so fun. So I think that's really cool. You're 22. You got like your whole book published and everything. And that's mm-hmm. so, so what do you if you don't mind? Um, you said you live in LA. Um, is that just general? Is that where you're from? Or did you move there for like work and all that stuff? I'm actually originally from Seattle, Washington. So Sick. I moved down here. Yeah, I love I love Seattle. Um, but definitely needed a change of scenery. I came down mm-hmm. here originally for fashion school. I'm actually mm-hmm. I'm technically in the fashion and costuming industry. Okay. Here in LA. So I'm gonna be honest, like writing and anything like that was completely I I never thought I would get into writing. I mean, seriously, yeah. never in my life. So um, but you know, pandemic hit. I was in entertainment uh-huh. during that time, and I lost uh-huh. all the gigs I was in. Uh-huh. And I loved Raylo. Yeah, I'm about to say pretty much. I think anybody here in like pandemic was the hardest hit. But it's like I definitely fell back into fan fiction at that point. I was definitely Raylo, but I'd never read a lot of Raylo fanfic, and mm-hmm. I kind of so that's how I started writing. I started yeah. reading, and I fell in love, and I was like, okay, I'll try and give it a shot. So. I think that is absolutely hilarious because, okay, I'm from um, the Bay Area um, and I moved to Vancouver, Washington because I wanted a change. (laughs) I also studied fashion. So I'm a fashion grad uh, who wanted to study fashion because I loved costuming, but I couldn't afford a costuming school. So I like studied fashion and I was a cosplayer. So I just sort of adapted the two. Uh-huh. And I also worked in film as a costumer no and I way. lost all my gigs during the pandemic. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, that's freaking, freaking crazy. Oh my God. <laughs> and, I, and 
I miss working in the industry so much. Um, yeah. And I, I'm hoping to try to find some gigs up here. But um, like, I just wanted to change from California because California is so expensive. And it, like, I was like, I'm, I, it's just me. I'm single. I have no kids. I'm not married. I can kind of yeah. go anywhere I want. Mm-hmm. And I was like, the Pacific Northwest looks pretty cool. And I have a friend here. So I just kind of made the trek but yeah no i'm really hoping to get back into the industry like soon i hope because i know like with pandemic stuff starting back up but that's Mm -hmm. so funny and yeah i got i got mostly into raylo um during the uh films but i didn't start heavily reading it until the pandemic as well so (laughs) like like most of everybody that kind of just got more into it right in the height of it all but um that's so cool. <laughs> That's so funny. So, you moved opposite so, directions. Yeah. Flip flopped. Oh yep. my gosh. Uh, uh, so yeah. yeah, let's kind of uh, deep dive into your writing there because you said that you started writing during the pandemic. Were you a reader first and then a writer, or were you just like, I'm just gonna go ahead first and then just start writing? I'm definitely a reader. I actually read like all of Thea's works during that time and I became Uh very, very obsessed, but I was kind of sticking only to her and I I was like too scared to branch out where I really wasn't on Twitter. I didn't Mm -hmm. have any recs. I was like, I pretty much read her stuff because it was like really haikudoed. Then I was like, I really want to try something different. I want to read something from maybe like a smaller author, maybe somebody who might have small, you know, one shots rather than these giant you know, multi-chapter fix. And from there, that's why I joined Twitter. I was able to find all the rec lists. And then slowly I made friends through that. So okay. I, I read, I probably read for a solid like eight months until I was like, I, I wasn't chicken enough. I was so, I was so scared to start writing. Um, but I was like, okay, all these people can do it. I'm going to give it my shot too. That's so cool. And um, so uh, I have so many questions. So when you... <laughs> when you um joined okay were you was it like me like when you joined twitter that you were just like oh my god like a whole new world aladdin yeah. style because <laughs> like yes because uh-huh. <laughs> yes. i had no idea raylo's twitter existed because i moved I, I was a star wars like in general fan so i was mm-hmm. on main star wars twitter and like sprinkles of raylo came in but as a reader i didn't know there was like there was a whole subsection on twitter for just like basically fanfic writers yeah. and raylo writers so mm-hmm. when i found it i was like oh my god like what yeah <laughs> this is amazing <laughs> it was so much content at once i was like yeah a lot more people in this because i was seeing the numbers the numbers they that still do on some people and it's like some people post a chapter update they'll get like a hundred likes which to me like i was a little bit in the miraculous ladybug fandom like through mm-hmm. high school and those are some crazy numbers there too but it's mostly children but these were like yeah these were like adult women like me like you know adults these are people who you know, they're not a bunch of, you know, 14 year olds who are writing for fun or writing really dumb things. These were people who were actually investing their time in reading and writing and had really strong relationships with others in the fandom. And for yeah. me, that was like a definite first. Okay. Yeah, no, same. And, and as a reader, cause I'm, I'm not a writer at all, but as a reader, it's like, I, I clicked over and it was, yeah, like you said, like so much new content. And I had seen things that I had never seen before. Like, I didn't know that people did Twitter fix. No idea. And then mm-hmm. I was like, there's so much to read. How cool. And then like, you know, uh, prompts and, and all this stuff and text fix. And it, it's it's such a fun space to be. And I've like, I've had so much fun getting to know all you guys over there. And like, as someone who's sort of like, a little bit over Star Wars right now. The fandom is yeah. driving me crazy. Um, 
I love that the Raylo fandom just hasn't lost its magic because yeah. everyone, we all know what we're about and yeah. <laughs> it's just all, it's so nice over there. Um, so at what, around the time you started writing, um, I know I, I only read, have read two of your fics. One of them I want to read. It's that really hefty chunky boy one that you had the um, 104 chapters. <laughs> um, oh, is it Thorns? Yeah, so yeah. I do want to read that one, <laughs> but I'm always like, every time I see the number, I'm like, ah. Uh. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, so a lot of people, I guess, can get through that fic pretty fast because each chapter is around or under a thousand words. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. cool. Okay, yeah, I yeah, it's that. tableau style. So yeah, it's really uh, like, I kind okay. of wrote it in the style where people, because I have a really short attention span, and mm-hmm. it really takes me there sometimes where I have to like exit out of my like browser and like take a breather to go back mm. into a fanfic chapter and mm-hmm. basically my thinking was okay well what if I just make chapters so freaking short that like I would constantly have the audience's attention and there it ended go. up being 104 chapters okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> no that's smart okay yeah, I could do that but um <laughs> so I um you're like one of the authors that I'm talking to where I have read their work so I kind of like to uh get into some of those and ask like what how these stories came about and and such like that so um one of them that i read um recently Mm -hmm. and i think it's because it was was it you or someone retweeted it on twitter and i was like oh i haven't read this one but um it's the i call it the ogpb one (laughs) oh the peanut butter ogpb oh my god i forgot i wrote that oh my god I'm so sorry. I totally. I was so confused. Like, Wait, what are they talking about? Oh, ooey gooey soft, ooey gooey peanut butter soft, soft yeah, broken willow. Oh my god, it's yeah. so long. I totally. I've never heard it said out loud. That's so funny. Oh my god. Yeah. So I, I think it's well. It's because you did you recently take it off of anon yes I... I did yeah okay yeah, yeah. and then i think someone had posted it and i was like oh that sounds cool like <laughs> so yeah. i read it <laughs> and i love it so what can you share like a little bit of like how that story came about uh yeah i wrote that so i think i posted it in december i wrote the entirety of it on a plane ride so i was actually flying um back from seattle to los angeles and at that point i was kind of going I don't know what came over me. Um, I was going through the same exact thing Ray was going through in that story. That's why I wrote it. I was going mm. through like major baby fever. I like wanted to leave LA. I wanted to go. I wanted to really to move to Portland. I don't really say that explicitly in the fic, but it does take mm. place in Portland, Oregon. Okay. Um, it's kind of, I don't really like to use specific locations or specific names for anything in any of my fics. Cause it kind of, for me, it destroys kind of the like, the yeah. ambiance of everything so it was supposed to be basically I, I there was no way I was able to move I was kind of stuck in what I was doing I was in a career I wasn't happy with for some reason the past couple months I'd had huge baby fever I literally like I never have baby fever so in order to try and like get rid of the baby fever I um wrote that fic and I apps I did not think it was going to I didn't think anybody was gonna read it I posted on Anon because I was like Oh, if somebody figured out this was me, it'd be kind of embarrassing because I'm kind of uh-huh. writing about something I'm going through now. And people might catch on to that. But, you know, I'm like, what, like six, seven months later. And I can completely admit to that. That is exactly what was going on. 
Um, I'm totally over the baby fever now, but um, <laughs> a lot of people and a lot of people really, um, uh, what do you call it? They like, emph- they, they saw themselves in it too, which was really fantastic to see. I did not yeah. imagine that reaction. And you know what? That's kind of why I, I think I ended up really enjoying it because mm-hmm. I, I, don't want kids so it wasn't like the baby fever aspect of it but it was just Mm -hmm. like the working the jobs and being tired of working the job (laughs) and like just wanting to like do nothing and Mm -hmm. be taken care of to some capacity or like or take care of something in this case like I have cats it's like cool I can take care of my cats all day and make art all day and not have to worry about it that's like that's kind of where I tapped into it because like I totally know the feeling of just going through the motions and then wanting to be like I just really want to quit <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> I just don't want to do this anymore yep. um and yeah no I really I really enjoyed it I like how I liked how you were able to essentially tell like oh, it's only one chapter for anyone listening um but I liked how you were able to kind of go through all like the entire roller coaster of everything between them two in that one chapter, including like I guess what someone would consider the angst part of it, because it wasn't like super angsty, but it was kind of just like the, you know, where he's like, you wanted something and I gave you the something, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, you know, and even yeah. though there's more to it there, and I yeah. I don't know, I really liked that one. That's a really good story. And that Aww. again, I read that like cut like last week i think thank you Um, that's so sweet of you (laughs) yeah that one yeah that one's really i think i i think i even might have bookmarked that one too yeah because it's like i kind of want to go back to that one um and and then the (laughs) one that i read before i read um that one was rumor has it which i thought was funny oh boy rumor has it it's so funny i i was i thought it was kind of funny like i don't know like it it had some humor to that to it Mm -hmm. and um yeah because that's not that's never that's not a situation that i've been in i i mean the dorky the dorky kid attraction yes like even though it's like i don't know anyone's dick size but i'm like there's there's always something about like the nerd and i'm like you know what i kind of relate a little bit um so yeah how did that one come about (laughs) oh god okay so in all this so at the very first dedication of the author's note I think or it's maybe the first or the last I I dedicate every chapter to Mikey Mikey in the very last chapter I explained so Mikey is that's not his real name of course but Mikey was a guy I knew all throughout the time I was in theater in high school and he was literally the like nerdiest he he did have kind of the like like the hot dorky look to him but he was Mm -hmm. definitely not the like epitome of like attraction at our high school but this Uh dude constantly was dating cheerleaders like the hottest girls at the school and we could never (laughs) figure it out we were like this is so strange like how is he like he's very charismatic but like what did they see in him and then that's when the rumors started going around that he had a 10 inch dick and (laughs) nobody everyone's like there's absolutely no way one of our girls in the drama department ended up having a fling with him and she confirmed with us so that's where the story came from so that story has been in my head for years and I just kind of was like eh you know based off real life I I bet it would be funny for a Raylo prompt and Uh again same same thing I posted it and it took off and I really didn't think it would and I guess it quickly became it's like I think one of the most kudos on my page I'm not sure but I yeah. like that it's yeah I try to incorporate more humor than angst and I really uh-huh. I honestly love that Ben and Ray so so there it's really good <laughs> thank you <laughs> they're definitely like some of my favorites and I know I posted the April uh, April Fool's epilogue 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that really pissed off a lot of people, and I'm trying to rewrite it so it's not the B movie script. Um, oh right, yeah, that's right. And now I feel so bad that I'm like, okay, I'll write the epilogue. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, it's, if it makes you feel better, I thought it was funny. So <laughs> thank you. I think people have the comments that were like, hey, fuck you. It was all like good nature. But still, I like, read it. I was like, ooh, okay, baby, I will go in and actually post a real thing just because I feel really bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, <laughs> so, um, what was the? Excited. We're going to talk about Crossroads now, which um, for people listening, that's the book that you published. Yes. Um, was that originally um, a fic that you had on Ao3? Yes. Yeah, and it went by the same exact name. It went by Crossroads. Okay. Yep. I feel like I. Uh, it sounds familiar in title, but I cannot remember if it's one that I read. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's the what's the story behind that one? Like, um, if you want to share it. So maybe for people like me who maybe read it when it was on AO3, mm-hmm. um, what was the what was the story in the Raylo in the Raylo world? Um, like the actual like content of the fic or kind of the story behind it? Uh, well, let's talk about both. So, yeah, let's okay. start with like the content of the of the fic. Um, so, and I'm going to try not, I'm, tr- I'm going to try not to spoil, not spoil it, yeah. <laughs> but I'll definitely set up. So basically, um, it takes place in kind of a diner in the middle of nowhere and raise a waitress there. She's moved away from Chicago for a reason we don't really know towards the beginning of the, uh, fic. And then at that point, um, she... She has to take over a, a new section, and that's where she meets this really weird dude, aka Ben, who like asks her all these strange questions, and he like wears weird clothes, and she just cannot figure him out. Like it's like he he doesn't have a car, so he's like running to the diner every day. So it's just a bunch of like strange odd occurrences, and mm. he keeps asking her really personal questions, and she it, it kind of d- dives into an entire world and story that she's hidden that he's trying to figure out, and from there, and it's like she can't understand like he drives her crazy but she's attracted to him um and i'm just trying not to spoil anything but yeah basically things start to fall apart around the both of them and from there they're kind of able to build their relationship over the things falling apart gotcha okay It sounds like it. I. St- it sounds like something I might have read, but I'm like I totally blank. So I guess I'm just gonna buy the book. Let's just do that. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so yeah, what's the, what's the story behind that in terms of like um, writing it? Um, it was I for some reason had had the concept of Ray being a waitress in this diner for so long. I don't know why I wanted to write a fic like that, and my. I don't want to like trigger anyone, but my mom had gotten some really, really bad news. Um, and this was during the literal height of the pandemic. So like, I couldn't travel. I couldn't leave my mm-hmm. home. I have two fur babies here as well. And like, I can't leave them. Um, so she got really, really bad news and I could not make it up to Washington to be with her. Um, when she got the news, um, I, I couldn't be there when she got like her surgery. So I was so, I was in just so much like 
disarray that I didn't mm-hmm. sleep for like four whole days. And during the entirety of that, I was just riding crossroads. Like mm-hmm. I was like in a crazy manic state where it was like, okay, well, this terrible thing's happening to me. I'm going to make an even more terrible thing happen to these poor characters. Mm-hmm. It was kind of, you know, shifting that angst off of me onto somebody fictional because obviously these characters aren't getting hurt they don't exist they exist within my mind and it makes me feel better so I wrote I don't know I forget how many words the original fic was but um yeah I wrote it all in like like three or four days I just like was I think I I posted it daily I would post the chapter updates daily I would pretty much finish chapter I would not edit anything and just pop it onto AO3 Mm -hmm. um, without reading it and from there and yeah, I was pretty much, there was no filter, there was no kind of, yeah, no editing, no anything like that, and it was, it was really nice to hear people, they were also sympathizing, like, they were understanding the struggles of the characters, they're like, I've been through this, this makes me also feel sad, and for me, that was just really, I don't know, it was really affirming, it helped a lot writing Crossroads during that time period, Um, and yeah, I don't know what I would have done if I hadn't, <laughs> to be honest, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'm sorry to hear about your mom. I hope she's okay. Yeah, no, no, no. She's good now. Okay. She's good now, but it was just kind of, I was kind of helpless in that moment, and it sucked. Yeah. I was the only person living away from home. All the rest of my family lives in Washington, mm, so, yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. No, that, that definitely makes sense. I mean, it's so interesting. I mean, that interesting is the wrong word, but I think it's really cool that um you know when when all else fails and you know you kind of have nothing else to do like writing is sort of a good outlet for a lot of you guys Mm -hmm. um and I personally like hearing like the stories behind the stories essentially yeah it does help like as a reader for me to kind of grasp a little bit more of the context maybe and um and I I think I said this before but it it just kind of feels more relatable when it's like um you know i kind of hate saying like it's not like trauma bonding in any way Mm -hmm. but like you know just like during the pandemic everyone wrote such good stories and it's like as a reader it's like you know i'm going through something during the pandemic but i don't have the creative outlet but i can read about it like you know like read and that's sort of um that really helped get me through so it's it's human right yeah yeah that's so cool um so how did you get how did you go about getting that published was that something that you did on your own did someone approach you um I self-published yeah oh cool okay self-published crossroads um I was at the point where I was seeing I know we have a lot I think the current like published railroad writers are about half and half for self-published versus like traditional publishing Uh uh-huh um and especially down here in LA uh there is a lot of self-published work just even sitting in stores like it's very I guess it's a lot more common um in bigger cities so I felt I was a little bit hesitant at first I didn't I had no I had no intention honestly of ever publishing um but a few of my Raylo friends were like hey you should try it out you should try self-publishing we don't really know the process but you know maybe that'd be a cool thing to kind of you know you know cool little stamp to put in your career I was like okay whatever I'll I'll try it out I tried formatting it I re-edited everything you know changed the names changed the story a little bit um and yeah the actual process of self-publishing is uh if you know the steps it's not too hard it's really not too hard it's just honestly I wish I'd had somebody who could have like coached me through everything I pretty much just depended on google uh (laughs) 
<laughs> the whole time, the whole time was just Google is like making sure. So I, I made sure to copyright the story. Um, I made sure I, I went through uh, Kindle publishing, which is super duper easy. I just made sure everything was legal in, in the rights there. I made sure everything was typeset for my ebook and then for my paperback. Uh, it's pretty much just making sure you check off all the, the you know, the boxes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very helpful. So if anyone's listening. <laughs> yes. If you ever want to self-publish, yes. Um, did you have an editor or, or anything like that? Or did you just kind of do it yourself and then uh, I, uploaded it? <laughs> yeah, I did it. I did it myself. I sent it to a friend of mine in Virginia who I know from a previous. We actually worked together in a marketing company. She was our copywriter. Um, she's a fantastic editor, but I kind of had her go through kind of one last time, make sure all the commas were in the right places, made sure all the spelling was correct. Um, and once I'd gotten approved by her, because it's, um, editors are extremely expensive. I have learned, yeah. Um, yeah. really, really expensive. And it just unfortunately wasn't a cost I could eat. I, I had a lot of people I really wanted to go to for formal editing, but it was just, it was so, so out of the budget. So I kind of had to just do it myself. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I don't know what goes into like the cost of publishing a book, but it sounds like it might just be for people that want to get it out there better to self-publish the way that you did. Um, yeah. And from what I saw, people bought your book. So that's really yes, cool. <laughs> yes, I just want to say thank you. Yeah. So many people have been so supportive of Crossroads this entire time, both like the Kindle and the, like the paperback. It's, I, I am so, so thankful and shocked by the support, like to this day, to this hour, how, yeah. how awesome people have been. Ray, Raylos are just such a strong community, honestly. Oh yeah, yeah. seriously. And um, <laughs> I'm in the process of like trying to buy all of the Raylo books that are published <laughs> so that I can read them all. Um, and I, <laughs> I, I hate, I don't want to bring up anything negative, but there was that, that tweet on Twitter that someone in the romance <laughs> you know know. yeah Uh they made that whole list and Uh i was like well thank you for doing the work for me (laughs) thank you for compiling this list so that i can Uh go buy all those books even though your tweet was garbage Uh (laughs) like you helped me out so like (laughs) so like yeah like i'm in the process of buying all the books from that list and then every time a new one pops up i'm like cool and i'm gonna buy that one i'm gonna buy that one because like (laughs) it, it i've had this conversation before but I think it's absolutely silly that people don't think that fanfic to like published novel is like real writing and it's mm-hmm. like well have you ever considered that probably a lot of the books that you like are fan fiction yeah, <laughs> and, yeah like, right? so and, like, original stuff yeah yeah oh, I mean gosh. and then like on the flip side of that like you know no one would bat an eyelash if you kind of marketed your story as like a sci-fi novel that's a romance but the minute you say it's like a Raylo thing everyone's like what the hell but it's like yeah but if you if you didn't know that you would just think Uh (laughs) you know it's crazy but I think it's cool that everyone's getting published or self-publishing and and I will buy them all so like I absolutely think it's cool because I I mean I spend so much time on AF3 already I might as well just have physical copies that's what that's me I've been going recently to Barnes & Noble I like have been filling up my Raylo bookshelf it's absolutely it's insane I have a few more of the self-published ones I need to buy uh but yeah I'm just I'm collecting them like infinity stones as you know 
and i'm sure there's a i'm sure there's like a ton that i don't know of so like if you want to send me the ones that you have because uh, <laughs> yes, I, I don't because i don't know most of the time until someone posts it on twitter or something and or i see it on instagram or, or tiktok where they're like oh it's Raylo," and i'm like that's a Raylo book sick and then i go try to find it but like most of the time i just think they're romances like like any normal person would think they are yeah <laughs> yeah but then someone's like oh it's really low. like cool even better so yeah i i know that there's probably a ton more that i don't have um that yeah. i would like to own but but yeah um oh well, anyway yeah no that, i think that's that's really cool are you looking to publish any more of your of your work um you know i considered uh that's the thing. It's like, I, I consider honestly pulling thorns for a while, but so many people really love it on AO3. And I already felt bad enough taking down Crossroads because people, uh-huh. the, the problem was people, I was aware people were still rereading Crossroads, even though it's oh. been like a year and a half later. And I had to basically go in, like people had come the day I, or the day before I'd actually privated it, I was still getting comments on it. And I had to like go into the comments section. I'm so sorry. I'll be taking this down. Download it now. Like mm. down. That's why when like before I privated, I made sure to post a couple times. Like, hey, it's not going to be on AO3. It's going to unfortunately like have to be, you know, you're going to have to purchase it after this. So just download this copy if you want this copy. So I can't, I like, don't want to do that to any of my other fics. Yeah. I just love them so dearly. And I know like, that there's definitely because I'll still even on some of my older ones I'll still get people commenting and in the back of my mind I'm like ah oh, shit like I really love the place it has the fandom I really like you know seeing the still people interacting with it to this day yeah so I don't think anything else I think if anything else um comes out it's going to definitely be just a purely I mean it's, it's all original work, work but something that's going to be just not initially Raylo okay Mm-hmm. And th- yeah, that makes sense. That that I understand. Because yeah, um, whenever a fic gets taken down, that's published or getting mm-hmm. published, um, everyone's like, "Oh, like you could just download it." And I'm like, "I didn't know you could do that." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have so, like, saved myself so many fics downloading stuff that it's just not available anymore, and I can't imagine yeah. reading it. <laughs> yeah, I. And I kind of am bummed out because I there's like other ones that I wanted to read that are that aren't coming out until next year, but that have already been taken down. And yeah. I'm like, no, I know, <laughs> I want to know them before. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine. I'll just I'll just buy it. I'll just buy it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, kind of cycling back to reading, um, reading fic. What are mm-hmm. some of your favorite one? Like favorite? Okay. I usually like to know, like, what are your favorite tropes to, like, okay. kind of click on and read? Um, and then, oh, I hear your cat. How cute. Yeah, sorry. That's Lyra. <laughs> she's so, she just, she's, at, she's, like, underneath my feet screaming at me. Come Love here. that. Oh, yeah, sorry about that. That's <laughs> uh, no, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's start with there. Like, what kind of tropes do you like to read? What are your favorites to reach for? Um, oh my gosh. Uh, anything angst. I love, love angst. I really like anything that has to do with like surprise or accidental like pregnancy. Um, I really like high school AUs. Um, let me think. I'm just going to go through, hold on. I'm going to go through my bookmarks right now because I like cannot put my brain in order for what I like. Um, 
I love brain, the brain rot smut, not the brain rot fluff. I love it when the smut is just so dumb and just so explicit. That's uh-huh. another one of my favorite. Um, but I guess trope, I'm trying to think more trope wise. Um, oh gosh. Anything has to do with like, I actually really like the miscommunication trope. I know a lot of people really, really don't. But yeah. I do. I like the um, arranged marriage trope. Uh, I don't even know. I mean, those um, are all good ones. <laughs> there's, there's so many of them. I was introduced to so many like kinks and tropes when I started reading Realo. So it's like that's why my yeah. brain is currently in overdrive because there's so many. Oh yeah, oh, and the, yeah, same because like there's there's um. I, I mentioned before in another episode where it's like the more I read the more I'm like unlocking all these things in my brain yeah. and I'm like I didn't know I would be into that and here yeah. I am uh, <laughs> I just have like this mental list of like all these gigs and things that I like and I'm like one day I will meet the person who knows how to do all these that's <laughs> <laughs> thanks pick writers all, I swear to god Rayleigh has made all of us so kinky Oh yeah, for sure. I can't even exist in the real world now without like thinking about something, and then I don't have anyone that I could talk to about it in real life. So I'm always like, okay, I need to go. I need to go like on Twitter and talk to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So if you are, let's see, um, with stuff that you like to write, then what are your favorite like? situations and and AUs or tropes to put um the your, the characters in for you. Mm. <laughs> uh, now I'm trying to think about what I've what I've written. Oh my god. <laughs> Lord. Wow. I okay, I'm going back to all pulling back up AO3, going to my works. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, anything obviously angst. I am a huge angst fan. I love to read it. Yeah. I love to write it. So there's really not a lot of my fics that don't have a little bit of angst in it. Uh I really love age difference. I recently okay. finished um Way to Go Superstar, which is a huge it's not it's not a sugar daddy fic, but the age difference, I think it's like twenty three years between the two of them. Um okay. I love age difference. Um uh let me think what else kind of any like political arranged marriage is another kind of one of my fix um and then of course breeding kink uh again not really a trope but definitely something i love to write about uh and i guess finally back to angst i'm just going through my stuff it's just all angst yikes nothing wrong with that (laughs) that's a lot of it jesus do you like to write um do you like to write heavy inks or like just like slight and then guaranteed hea or are you just like you know angst that just stays angsty um i guess it kind of depends thorns initially was not gonna be thorns was gonna be a lot worse than it initially is which people consider this is the kind of crazy part people consider what i currently have for thorns like extremely angsty and like not like it's got some darker elements it's got some you know some chapters where you you're supposed to like lose all hope or whatever and Mm -hmm. I actually had to tone it down a little bit like it was not gonna have an it was not gonna have a happily ever after Mm. it was not like there was gonna be no winning for any of the characters um it was supposed to be a lot shorter a, a lot angstier but people were just I guess they were getting way into it like I didn't I felt bad I didn't want to like destroy 
people because of the stories. So I was like, okay, I'm going to take it a little bit of a soft, you know, in a softer direction. And even that people were like this, you consider this softer. Mm. Like, oh my God. So I, I, I do have a, Oh, I don't think I'll ever disclose it. I do have like a dark fic account that mm. I know some, a lot of people in my circle read the stuff like they read the fix i've seen it posted around i will never um oh never no come for, for i want to know. know i have people who sometimes dm me and like guess they'll be you know or they'll think they're like oh are you this person and i'm like no and also i'll never you know affirm or deny but um I'm like, I won't even answer. So uh, definitely put a lot more angsty stuff on that channel or like yeah. that account because at that time it's like my face isn't really there. People do not know who that writer is and I can kind of go absolutely ape shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I, mm-hmm. I kind of wonder if that's the case for a lot of um, authors who have like those dual accounts mm-hmm. um, just because like uh there's something really uh i don't know if taboo is the right word about like dark fic where um like i can see why some people would be like i i want to write it but i don't yeah <laughs> like i don't want people to associate it with me yeah. at all or yet um like i like to read a lot of dark fic um and just like you know mostly just because i am curious about it it's um mm-hmm. it is a conversation that i would like to have with someone who writes a lot of, of dark, dark fic, fic. Yeah. yeah because because it's like where where does it come from like how's that headspace for you i'm so curious because mm-hmm. it gets it can get so 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 dark and um yeah i i kind of want to know like more about it but um i could definitely see how <laughs> you like you wouldn't want anyone to know that that's a yeah. you know because because it could yeah and, and especially if you're if you're working towards like a professional um life yeah yeah <laughs> it doesn't necessarily get in the way but it's like and honestly like i and i just the thing it's like i should not be ashamed i'm not ashamed of the dark pick i write it's just the problem of association especially since yeah. you know i have the published book so i just want to be careful because right. I know a lot of the people i interact with don't care um, yeah. but there's the other there's there is the flip side of a lot of people who do unfortunately have that kind of weird prior judgment um, yeah and they'll kind of go off on that so for now or probably forever it'll just stay a secret and it's nice having that you know freedom yeah. of it yeah that makes sense mm-hmm. um so let's see what other questions do I want to ask? I'm like, I'm, my brain is going on overload. Cause I want to like ask other <laughs> things, but we've talked about that. You can't. So, so, okay. Let's, let's kind of go back to the writing process for you because mm-hmm. one thing I do like to sort of um, understand is how certain people go about writing their work so like mm-hmm. I've talked to people who don't outline I've talked to people who do I've talked to people mm-hmm. who have discords and people who only use writing prompts um, um, what what's what's your process for you in terms of how you get your stuff written I guess it kind of depends mostly on the length of the okay. fic so definitely like for example Uigui was me sitting on a plane with no wi-fi and just gotcha typing out whatever the hell i wanted to type out um but then other things like I, and a lot of people no i don't have too many readers on it um but mm-hmm. lacrimosa is a multi-chapter it's got a 
shit ton of like background plot whatever i had to map i mapped that one out like years ago and i'm Whoa, following a okay. really really thorough outline for it yeah i actually started mapping it when i started first originally reading fanfic mm-hmm. and for me i was like oh i'll never write it but it'd be fun to kind of outline chapters and like oh if i wrote a fake then it would be something like this like it's it's I I'm very slow on posting it it's because I want to make sure every chapter is like perfect and like that's I don't have any other fi- I'm gonna be honest I don't have any other fix like that um yeah that's a completely different process um and then for example for thorns the way I used to write that is I would set a hard time limit for me um every other day I would set about mm. an hour so I'd set an hour and in that hour I had to write that chapter um, gotcha. No outlining. There was no any kind of like timeline, which is crazy because the entire thing is non-linear. So there was a couple times where I had to kind of eat my mistakes and go back and either fix a date or fix like a a word or a name or something like that, which I don't think people tended to notice. But no outlining on that one either. Uh, mm-hmm. So I guess it kind of I guess the answer is it really depends on the of the fic and whatever I have in my head regarding that story. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's and do you um do you like to use any of the writing prompts that pop up on Twitter and such for anything? Um, I did a couple, I believe. I did one back way back. I think like two summers ago. It was the one. It was like they were online boyfriend girlfriend, and then they met each other in real life and realized it was like their exes. So I used that prompt because I really loved it, and I'd seen. I like waited a week and nobody wrote it, and I kind of stepped in and wrote it because I was like, I have to see this written out. I think that's one or two. I think I've written out another one too. I can't remember. Um, but I'm not usually. I'm not usually. Um, I like to do my own prompts most of the time. Yeah. Personally. Okay. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's and I totally get it. Um. Do you, do you, um, are you a member of any of like the discords and such? Cause I know that there's like writing groups and, and things there. I was for a little bit. I was in a couple of discords. I think I might be, but I'm just really bad at like, ah, I'm so, I'm trying to get better. Like just my in general communication skills. Mm-hmm. Like I, I would sometimes talk to a few of them and especially like if I ever need like advice or help writing on anything. Um, I was really, I mean, all the, the writers are so friendly. They'd be able to help out. But a lot of the time I'm just so in my head and it feels strange to kind of step outside of my head when it comes to writing things. Like even now, this is like so meta to me to like talking about the process because I never <laughs> speak about this out loud. It's just always, it is always stuck in my head. I don't really talk to people about yeah. how I go about writing anything. So for me, it was kind of a little too strange. And it was so it was so weird to see people being so open about what they were writing. I was like, whoa, is that not yeah. intimate to you guys? And for a lot of people, it isn't. You know, that's they they share about what they're writing. They share about their progress. They talk about the plans for for what they're going to be posting. And for me, that is like it's like alarms are blaring in my head, but just my head. That's most, that's not normal. What goes on in my head. I do not, I do not think that's a normal uh, (laughs) thing. So I tried the discord and everything like that. It didn't really help personally. And, but it was really fun to see what everybody else would be talking about. Mm, That's Mm -hmm. yeah, no, I get it. Um, And that's kind of like why I like the podcast in a way, because like you said, like a lot of people aren't so used to being so open with, with it all. And Mm -hmm. uh, for one reason or another, like people have their reasons, but um, I, I would like to hope that this, the space is like, like okay enough for people to sort of like open up and kind of share. Cause 'cause I know there's people listening that um, 
could definitely relate to who you know whoever the guest is at the time mm-hmm. um and i think it's cool because it's like you've all got this whole community going on and um there's people like me who are just like can you like i talk to me about it like i just want to <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as a reader like i want to know these things yeah. but like you know um i i don't know i think like I, I always say this every time but i think what you guys do regardless of how you do it is just really lovely um oh, and thank you i love it's... what you're doing here yeah this is so cool. thanks <laughs> i'm like you guys provide us free content it's like the least <laughs> i can do to also help provide free content so that like <laughs> other people can find new people or like mm-hmm. i was saying on twitter this morning i was like i i kind of hope that it bridges a gap between fanfic um the fanfic community and the non-fanfic community because it's like why are we shitting on <laughs> people who write yeah. fanfic and people who like Raylos? just like there's people behind these things and hopefully it's mm-hmm. kind of opening people's eyes up to that a little bit more but you know you can't you can't please everybody yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> so uh we kind of i would like kind of go a little bit off topic yeah, here because um <laughs> uh well no i i'm 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 about to ask a question about adam driver it's got nothing to do with fan fiction but uh. <laughs> we, <laughs> at the time of recording we both saw the new photos that came out today yeah, and yes, uh it was really great because i love talking to people who are also adam driver fans um yes. like because like you know obviously <laughs> There are people that like Kylo Ren and Ray, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then there's people that like Adam Driver as Kylo Ren. <laughs> yes. So like there's two two factions, I think, of the of the Raylo fandom. But yeah. um as an Adam Driver fan, and I feel like maybe I should do this more often because I'm really curious to hear people's like <laughs> thoughts on this guy uh-huh. um, that we all just love so very much for <laughs> one reason or another. Um, uh-huh. What is it about him that you like? Because for me, I, I feel like whenever I let people know that I'm an Adam Driver fan, I get one of two reactions. I get the like the one where people are like, oh, like you just like him because he's kylo ren or whatever you just because you like star wars or um like oh yeah he's a really good actor and that's like a good choice i'm like yeah and for me it's like because i do love his acting range i think he's very talented and i think if i stripped away the fact that i was attracted to him i would still like him as an actor Mm um so i'm always curious about like what is it about this guy that like that you're attracted to that people are attracted to because Obviously, we're here because we all like him. <laughs> mm, I have to say, big man. Uh, a big, <laughs> yes, big large man. Um, that I mentioned, he is huge. Uh, <laughs> yes, he's he's also so fucking weird. Like, yeah, there's no way that man is normal. Like, is and that is so attractive to me. Jesus, yeah, Christ. I I yeah. agree. I I like that he he's just like. <laughs> he makes it known in in one way shape or form when he doesn't want to be somewhere mm-hmm. uh he's really awkward he's very like humble and i hate saying like people are humble but i feel like he is because like even though he's so popular now he still for some reason can't grasp that he is and why that he is and i think that's just I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like you. What do you mean you don't get it? <laughs> but, like, mm-hmm. but like, I get it because he doesn't see himself. He just comes to work, does the job, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, he's so out of the loop, and for some reason, he is so attractive. Yeah, I and I kind of, I yeah, like if he had, I mean, okay, I'm convinced he does have social media somewhere. We just haven't figured it out yet. But uh-huh. like, 
or or someone in his life has to tell ha- has to be telling him the shit that we say and do online oh, but <laughs> oh, like there has to be he's a you know he at some point his kid's gonna be a teenager that teenager's gonna see everything so yeah, like I'm i kind of <laughs> like so <laughs> i know right i like he has to know he can't be that far out of the loop maybe he just doesn't actively seek it but i feel like he has to know to some capacity like just how big of a person he is to a lot of people mm-hmm. um and the fact that he <laughs> doesn't let that bother him that the information bother him he's just like i just show up and i do my job and i don't really care <laughs> <What>? <laughs> it's yeah. so t- yeah it's so attractive right 100 percent. like agree it's just He's a he's a large out of the loop dad, yep. <laughs> who yep. like shows up out of the blue like Bigfoot, and then we all scream and we all cry about it, and then he goes away for another like six yep. months. <laughs> Honestly, that's, I think that's why I mean our fan base is so different than a lot of the fan base. Like when if they have if they're if the actor that they love has the social media, I think it's such a different experience. Oh yeah, yeah, it's for such sure. a different experience. So it's like. We kind of have this unity on the fact that he never fucking inter- interacts with us. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and like yeah. all of his pictures, all the pictures of him are from like someone else, like because he's out in public doing a thing. It's not like he's posting selfies or he like, it's not like Oscar Isaac where his wife has the social media and his wife will post the photos mm-hmm. of him. He has nice, like nothing. It's like no. I went to I went to Arts and the Armed Forces today. Here's me on the stage, and it's like a blurry camera photo. We're all like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We're so, thankful for that. That's we are so thankful. Part. We're thankful for it. We we all computer enhanced the shit out of all those photos, and we're like, what's he wearing? What is it? like? What is he like? and then 11 pieces of clothes oh for sure he has he is the textbook definition of a capsule wardrobe if i ever saw (laughs) one but like completely unintentional because we just know he doesn't like to shop like yeah (laughs) it's just uh, (laughs) and like my favorite part about it is like all these photos and all these things can come out and someone's gonna write a fic about it and i love it because it's like we're so desperate for something and whenever Mm -hmm. he gives us a crumb someone writes like a multi-chapter fic and i'm like thank you i i'm I'm here for it i love it and it's beautiful (laughs) so we feed feed off of any little content i've noticed that and that with daisy ridley back on instagram oh yeah it's like the fact that and we're like thankful for that like oh my god finally new photos it's like we really I mean, we're considered, I think Raylo is like one of the most popular pairings across the internet. And yeah. I find it really funny because it's like, we really don't get that much new content, especially nowadays. Oh no. So no. we're still thriving even with like nothing. Yeah. And like the, and I think I mentioned this before, but like Raylo is, it's Star Wars is still going to be there. So to some capacity, Star Wars is in Lucasfilm, they're going to give us like, things mm-hmm. <laughs> like with the lego skywalker game yep. like all that stuff i'm not there and i'm not there in the game yet but like all the stuff that happens in that game people have already been like oh my god like it's around i'm like yeah ah. good like it's great <laughs> thank you write the fic yeah <laughs> <laughs> so like yeah like no matter what i feel like Rayla is just gonna be around because if it's not content given to us exclusively by star wars it's daisy Ridley on instagram and photos of adam driver you know so like 
and I'm okay with that. You guys, mm. you guys provide <laughs> such a great service, and I love it. Um, <laughs> so wrapping up and moving up down to the notes section, this is just where I let you sort of take the floor if you want to talk about anything else, or if we touched on something um, that we sort of breezed past. This is kind of the space to talk more about that. Um, I don't know. It was I, honestly, <laughs> we hit a lot of the points. It was on. It was so cool to talk about writing process. And like I said, I really don't have anything consistent. I wish I had a better answer for that, but um, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Oh, I have. I actually I think it's coming up tomorrow, um, June 9th. I wrote a piece for. I don't know if you've ever heard of Grain of Salt Mag. Mm-mm. Um, but it's a queer, um, it's a, it's like a queer young, it's, it's like young person queer magazine. It's all online, but I actually wrote a piece talking about the kind of a little bit about the pipeline like this, but from, mm. you know, fan fiction to publishing. But I also talk a little bit about the stigma about fan fiction writing. Mm, you okay. Know, when you talk, you know, when you tell people like, I'm proud of it now, but like it, people are embarrassed to write fan fiction, which I think is bullshit because that is an insane skill. And then if you're reading, there's people who are reading like 200,000 words in one night. Like that is nothing. That is, that is, those are really insane reading skills. Mm -hmm. Like I kind of, I I talk a little bit, kind of a little bit what we talked about here, but it was like, you can, you can take fan fiction reader and writer seriously. Like it's pretty much everyone else around you who is creating the stigmas and making the judgment. It's not within the fandoms of the people right. it's everything outside of it so i kind of try to encourage people being proud about you know creating and you know digesting the content uh i know sorry this has nothing to do kind of what oh no <laughs> no mentioned recently like kind of in the podcast but yeah it's, it's in things like this too it's like we can talk we can both get onto a podcast and we can talk about this without being embarrassed and we're proud of it and we have a huge yeah. community who can listen to it yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I, and like for one reason or another, I'm sure there's like there's there's probably reasons why people haven't written anything or are afraid to talk more openly about it, but mm-hmm. like I just kind of feel like it maybe it does have to do with the fact that um the spaces in which <laughs> you know star wars inhabits online and offline aren't always the most uh positive spaces to be in so like Mm -hmm. i could definitely understand why someone might not want to write because you know the fandom's a little toxic overall Mm -hmm. towards towards uh writers and especially Raylo writers but um mm-hmm. i don't know guys like <laughs> like i always tell people that are always like oh i've, I've always thought about it i'm like literally just do it because yeah. because like no one's <laughs> you could probably post it on twitter and get so much love within like the hour like everyone is so nice in in mm-hmm. this space like i haven't met a single nasty human being <laughs> on yeah. fanfic twitter and i think that's really cool yeah um um, where can people find you online if they want to check you out? Twitter. Uh, <laughs> you can follow my, I, my fandom Twitter, which is just Dachina Brita. Um, and then I have like, I have to do like, I have my professional, which is just Cheney Benet. Um, just my pen name. Um, mm. Trying to think. I don't really, I'm such a bad social media like author. I'm supposed to have like an Instagram and a website and I don't have any nah. of that. So. <laughs> pretty much, honestly pretty much twitter i know a lot of people get thrown by my name um mm. but yeah dachina brita 
uh, it was once absolutely annihilated in another podcast that I think somebody called me, uh, what did they say it? Dakena Breda. Like, <laughs> Brita, I was like, I had no idea to mention the podcast and I was like, oh shit, that's my name. Yeah. So pretty much, honestly, pretty much Twitter. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I totally skipped over the freaking kudos heart. So let's cycle back. Oh, shoot. So the kudos heart <laughs> where um, I ask you two questions. One mm-hmm. is what is your favorite thing about the fanfic community that you enjoy and why? Mm, my favorite thing about the fanfic community, I have to say, and probably a lot of people say this too, is the support. People yeah. are so, so sweet and supportive. Like, even if it's such a dumb idea, they're like, no, 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 do it. You got this. Like, it'll be great. And it ends yeah. up being great. So definitely the support. Yeah. Everyone has, a lot of people have said that. And it makes me yeah. happy every time. Cause it's like, yeah. I love that you guys have your space. Ah, and like, mm-hmm. it's just, and, and it's so good that you guys just like, that's the thing. That's the thing that you love is that the people in the community are so, yeah. so good to you. And that's great. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, just if you have like an author or another creative in your, in your community that you might want to shout out that you think people should check out. Uh, yes, I do actually. But I think a lot of people have heard of her already. It's Junkyard Jedi. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so she's amazing. I really, I have not been like on the actual Twitter homepage for a while, but she does it a fantastic, I hope I'm using the correct pronouns for her. I believe so. But, um, she uh she has a wonderful fic rec like on wednesday which you read in wednesday which is mm-hmm. today so she, today. she's super yeah. super consistent about that really supportive of other fic writers and she's currently reading something or writing something that i am so into smart girls never do until they do yeah i freaking <laughs> love that fic i i am like waiting on pins and needles for whenever she updates it absolutely fantastic it's yeah that one's that one's so good yeah um <laughs> i i like a lot of uh, her work so and then i also like to peruse that what you read a wednesday thread because i'm always like what else can i read yep. <laughs> it's so good yep. it's so nice um <laughs> okay yeah and then we already did the work and people find you so I'll, I'll put all that down below and for me uh i'm on twitter at Stitchcraft for personal slash shop, which is on hiatus right now. It, I mean, by the time this episode comes out, it's probably going to be back open. I don't know why I said that, but um, <laughs> it, <laughs> Stitchcraft, um, Twitter and Instagram, and then Bookworked and Busy. So on Twitter, it's BNB underscore pod. And then on uh, Instagram, it's Bookmarked and Busy pod. Um, and then be sure to follow Geeky Waffle on Geeky Waffle Network, which um geeky underscore waffle on twitter um they're the kind hosts and editors of the pod and um we're doing fanfic friday on my account now that i have the twitter so if you're um not following that that's kind of where we're gonna do everything from now on and yeah thank you so much for for being on it was so cool talking to you thank you this was so much fun i thank you I, every episode I, I, I like at the end I'm always like man I feel like I just kind of made like a really cool new friend yeah. and then <laughs> and I'm so excited about that because like I was saying again this morning like 
I truly don't know who you guys are outside of your usernames until I start talking to you. And then when mm -hmm. I do, I'm just like, yeah, sick. Like everyone's super cool. Like yeah. <laughs> small world that we had the exact same life, but like That's backwards. So and I, I'm like way older than you. So it's like, <laughs> it's so neat. Still so fun. The yeah. chances of that are just so incredible. <laughs> I know. So I only I moved here last year, so I moved here in July. So like I haven't been in here a year yet. But yeah, like it's so fun. Um, but hopefully, if you come back, um, we can connect because I'm only like two and a half hours away from Seattle. Yeah, it's like two and a half hours. But mm -hmm. but yeah, that'd be really fun. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and then so next episode i came prepared this time my guest will be um tarzella draws so i'm really excited to talk to you because uh she is a fan artist so i get to talk to a Raylo artist and i think that's fun so yeah thanks for listening guys and i will see you on the next episode oh um any questions concerns comments i always want to say this but i forget but if there's anything that maybe you want us to um tag again like i mentioned at the beginning if you have any questions about the pod if you have any complaints or concerns feel free to reach out i'm open to listening um don't be afraid to let me know when i've done something stupid <laughs> all right <laughs> see you next week bye, bye.